A stu stu Studio D production. Question of D's nut strokes. <laughs> um, and I was throwing every single one of them at his brother the other day. Oh, and, I, and I stopped him. I was like, stop, you're wasting them all. I was like, you got to get them unsuspected. You can't do one after the other. <laughs> I was like, it was like, it was like the most important like I know. thing to me. I was like, stop, no, <laughs> don't. Well, but then I feel bad because there, uh, there's one that I was like, do you want to go to a convention with us? We're going to this convention, Sockon. And then, and then they say, you're supposed to say what Sockon? Sockon these nuts. But <laughs> he was like, I would love to go. To I know. He was like so excited that I was like, oh no, oh no, I made a mistake. <laughs> come to a convention with us <laughs> yeah i say now he you have to take him I know. to the next convention <laughs> he can go guys. to any one of them he wants with us it's not hard to go I know, to we one. live in the same house <laughs> yeah no shit you, you can just get, get in our car just <laughs> <laughs> hitch a ride <laughs> i felt really bad after that though and i stopped <laughs> no. sit down i want to tell you a story a really weird and messed up story Everyone. Welcome to Effed Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And here today we have Kelly. Hello. And I guess James. It's me. He's Woo. back. I'm back. Jim Jamboree. Jim <laughs> <laughs> <Jim> Jamboree. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Good. Super good. Great. Super good. <laughs> if I tell myself I am, <laughs> I will speak it into existence. Fake <laughs> it until you make it. <sighs> That's what we have to do sometimes. So we're here recording episode number 51. 51. Yeah. yeah. All right. That means our board is wrong. Our board is it's way wrong. wrong. <laughs> our studio I know. I is I looked at filthy. it and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? You just, you just edit over it like, uh, we're here recording episode 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the studio is a mess. The house is a mess. And the board is a mess because this last week... My kitty went missing. She was only missing for a little over 48 hours, but I thought my whole world was crumbling down around me. Is she back? Yeah. Oh, Hannah didn't, yeah. Hannah didn't I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. Banana. Oh, my god. She gosh. was in the fucking neighbor's house. <laughs> in the house? Yeah. Oh. the house. Under the bed of the child or something, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was about 8 o'clock on Wednesday, and the girl next door, she came over, and she's like, are you, you guys the ones that are looking for the cat? And we were like, yeah. And she's like, well, I think she's under our bed. <laughs> we were like, what? And she said, she's a black cat, right? I said, yeah. And well, I think she's under our bed. There's a black cat under our bed that won't come out. Oh. And we can't get her out. And so we walked over there. And sure shit, it was her. We walked into the room. And before we, I even bent down to look at her, George was like, Sagey. And I hear this. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, it's her. <laughs> And then as soon as I bent down, she saw me and she came out. She let me pick her up. She was letting this kid put his hands all in her face. He was like doing this to her <laughs> in her face and like petting while I was holding her. And I kept saying, be careful. She's not always very nice. But he was doing that when she was under the bed and came up. So I don't know how. I don't know what is wrong with her. Or... She just hates it here. Yeah, she just hates <laughs> us. I don't know. Because no, not like... even both of you because she loves George. She just hates yeah. you. No, she loves me too. She, she does. Laid on... She does. She laid on my chest this morning was purring and then she and laid she on my pillow out for you when she wouldn't come out for oh those yeah kids. so but i'm glad she's home 
It was very sad and very scary. I know. On, when did you get her back? Wednesday? Wednesday night. So on Wednesday morning, I was like half asleep lying in bed and I was like, I'm going to roll over and I'm going to look at my phone and it's going to say she's back. And I was like putting it into the the universe and I was like, that's what's going to happen. And then I like fell back asleep and had some weird dream about looking at my phone and seeing that she wasn't back. And then I woke up and looked at my phone and she wasn't back. <laughs> so I think I put it to the universe in my dreams. The thing I was afraid of when I was trying to put into the universe <laughs> what I wanted. Anyway. It's so hard to talk to the universe. I hate when you have those like really stressful moments and your dreams are like, everything's fine. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, oh shit, no. nothing's fine. <laughs> everything's worse somehow now. <laughs> yes. I hate that. Yeah, I was gonna say your your her whole adventure going across the street sounded like some like straight to DVD Homeward Bound uh, film. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Homeward no, Bound eight. Door. Now we're now we're in <laughs> under the, the bed. Under the bed. <laughs> Homeward Bound under the bed. <laughs> Speaking of Homeward Bound, <laughs> yes. Who's, Kelly. <laughs> Speaking of Homeward Bound, who's telling the story? That was today? one of the worst. To see. Let's what? can I can I try it? That segue was so Can I bad. Try one? Yeah. Let's bound homeward to to this week's story. Oh, James, that was great. <laughs> I mean, it was better. I don't know if I'd call it great. I wanted to. No offense. I wanted to when mom was like talking about anxiety. I wanted to be like, speaking of anxiety. <laughs> now that that would have been, been a segue. A highly appropriate segue because we can all probably just feel it radiating off of me. Hey, did the did the concept segue like we were using it and the machine? Which one came first? The concept, the segue <laughs> machine is only in like the early two thousands. <laughs> Why did they call it a segue? Does it segue it, you from se- one place say, to maybe, another? You know, connect you from one place to another. All right, well, that's the end of that. Speaking Why of segways. <laughs> All right, let's talk about my story now, which has nothing to do with any of those things, except maybe anxiety. I don't know. There might be some anxiety in it. Okay. Uh, My story today is about the radium girls of the early 20th century. Do any of y'all know about the radium girls? I do not. Because I asked you to look into it a little bit, right, Hannah? No, I've known about it for a little while, yeah. Cool. No clue. I'm excited that you're doing it. I'm looking. I was just going to say, my extent was, I think Hannah told me, I Googled it, I saw there was a movie, and then I was like, all right, and then I didn't look at yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being educated. Mm-hmm. I will educate you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, Free education. <laughs> I also saw that there was a movie, and I thought about watching it, and then I realized it's like very dramatic, and I didn't really want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's also got Joey King, and for some reason... I got a problem with her. <laughs> I just really don't like her. Oh, okay. You got a fajita to sling with Joey King? <laughs> well, I didn't watch that movie, so none of that really <laughs> matters. Because I have no idea what that movie really actually talks about. Um, no, so my my true life, real time, not dramatized, maybe a little dramatized story, <laughs> is uh, going to be about the United States Radium Corporation. And the Radium Dial Corporation, who in the early 20th century destroyed the lives of many young women in the name of capitalism. Ooh, yay. Mm-hmm. Yay, capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to start with a science lesson. So I really am going to educate you a okay. little bit because I had to be educated on this. So we have to have a little bit of a science lesson to kind of understand some of this stuff. Let's do it. So uranium 
nods, maybe. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. uranium. Uh-huh. Yeah. From Uranus. <laughs> making sure you're, you're with me still. <laughs> From Uranus. No, uranium <laughs> is, we pronounce it Uranus. And it's actually not from Uranus. It's from Earth. Well, when I'm your actual anus. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) Okay, uranium is a radioactive element, and it is extracted from certain types of ore. Radium is also a radioactive element. It is highly radioactive and extremely dangerous, and it is also extracted from uranium ore. Uh, Radium was discovered in 1898 by Marie and Pierre Curie. Famous scientist people. After extracting the uranium from the ore, they found that the ore was still radioactive. So they're like, why is it still radioactive if we took out the radioactive element of the uranium? And so they did a bunch more sciencey things and studied and separated more stuff. And then they found an unknown element, and that was radium. So radium is formed from the radioactive decay of uranium. Oh, okay. So where there is uranium, there will be radium. That's interesting because I know people that have their fam people in their family have a uranium mine. Hmm. <clears throat> and they're always talking about how clean uranium is as a source of energy. But if it leaves behind radium, but at the same time if uranium's going to leave behind radium anyway as it decays, Maybe it is really. I'm just, I, I don't know much about it. I'm just, makes it seem like it's not the cleanest. I guess uranium is pretty safe in, in like certain contained situations. I think using- if it's separated, they said like uranium is much, much, much less radioactive than radium. Like radium is extremely radioactive. So if you can separate uranium safely, and then you could potentially use uranium. Radium is much more highly radioactive. And it still has a couple uses, I guess, in today's day and age. But for the most part, we've really moved away from it because it's just so, 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 so dangerous. Okay. I don't know what those common uses but I mean, are I today. Guess, someone else can Google that. I guess my way. question to the listeners is, too, like, if then if you separate the uranium, but then you use it as an energy source, does it continue to leave? Oh, I see. Decay and then decay make radium. and leave more radium. I don't know. As, I did a I'm very, very basic. I mean, that's totally my research. own person. So never mind. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> listening want to tell us? That's fine. Didn't Marie Curie also die of radiation poisoning? She did. Um, well, it, yeah, I think it was prolonged, like over time radiation exposure. Um, but she didn't die till 1938. Most of what happens oh, in wow. our story is before then. Yeah. But I'm sure wow. they had no idea how to take precautions while they were studying this stuff, right? Well, somewhat, somewhat. It's it definitely really interesting. And so that's part of what we'll talk about. I don't know as much about some of the like real science behind it. So I'm sure other people could explain like, you know, what is radium used for nowadays? What happens to radium if you separate it from uranium? I don't know a lot about that, but I can talk about like how they went through the process of discovering and using it and the precautions they took at the time. Okay. So that's where I'll kind of go next. Okay. Cool. So <clears throat> once, oh man, I was going to try not to say so, but I think one day I'm going to just <laughs> pour a bath and get a big, big glass of wine and just play a drinking game to every time that I say so in <laughs> I don't podcast. think it's that bad. It's pretty bad, but it's not. It's we all, right. all do it's it. All right. I don't think anybody yeah. notices it until you point it out, though. Because so I will forever is... point it out so that you will all <laughs> notice the things that I don't like Send about us myself. your videos. Everybody has Upload a fill, you... like a word that they fill a filler in. filler word, yeah. yeah. Like, Everybody has, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's better yeah. than um. 
Yeah. Is it? Maybe I don't so. I mean, so. Um, but I'm not promoting drinking to our podcast. Oh, no, okay, you'll die. Then. Fine. <laughs> At I least not say, to that game. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, send us your videos of playing the drinking game. Until no, we come will literally up with die. official rules <laughs> yeah. to prevent deaths. <laughs> <laughs> we are not advocating. Um, I, okay. So I looked up what radium is used for still today. And. Um, the one thing I found is that it's used in medicine and namely in like radiotherapy for cancer, mm. oh, which is well, saying something yeah. if it's so used that, like, to kill cancer cells and it's like highly volatile. So is that <laughs> radiation therapy? Is yeah. that radiation? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, yeah. And that's one thing that I'll talk a little bit about, but there are also different forms of radiation that are used most often in like not just radium. There are different forms of radiation that are used in a lot of cancer therapies. Is, is there, uh, I was going to ask, cause like, I mean, obviously like, like chemotherapy is, is radiation, but I was, I was going to, no, chemotherapy no. is, is uh, but medicine. it's like medicine. It's, poison. it's oh, poison. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Radiation. I'm not super smart. <laughs> so chemo, well, you didn't have a father who had cancer. So I yeah. know about this. <laughs> but there is extent. like a, like I was going to ask what the like modern uses of like nuclear power are now are. Cause there, there's not a lot of it. Is there, or is there? Not so much in America, I yeah. don't think. There yeah. are still nuclear plants because mm-hmm. there are still uh, disasters that happen with them very rarely. And it is still... I mean, Fukushima. Yeah, that was the one of the most recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is there are and, still other plants because it is still thought of as being like a really, really safe, clean energy. That's what I was going to say. This, yeah. is a, this is an energy that, that like it's a power source for... Like just commercial, like home use and pr- commercial use. Yeah, or? power yeah. plants. It becomes okay. a power plant. That okay, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Like our yeah. power plant could be a nuclear power plant. There right. are some in the United there States. There are some in the states. Yeah, yeah. Um, Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Springfield, yeah. wherever. Springfield? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the use of the uranium. Okay. And we'll talk more specifically about the radium, which is much, much highly more. Um, Radioactive, like I said, and it wasn't used in energy for energy at all. Radium has never been used for energy. And yes, thanks, Hannah, for looking that up. It's still used in medicine. I don't really understand like what other types of radiotherapy stuff there are, but I definitely have gotten the impression that we've moved towards other types of of um, radio. What's the like word? Radiation, radiation therapy type. I mean, from that don't necessarily use radium anymore. Yeah. But it's still used a little bit. But I can talk about kind of, again, turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, what they were doing at that time. Okay. So I'm just like really prefacing where my knowledge <laughs> is so that you'll stop asking me questions Sorry, outside I, of my scope. Just, just treat us like children and just be a, like, quit asking that question. Here, I'll put a pin on the, it's uh, 55, um, as of December 31st, 2021, there are 55 commercially operating nuclear power plants with 93 reactors. Okay. There you go. There we go. Great. Cool. Yeah. And some people really advocate for the use of it additionally. And then there are major right, disasters, yeah. obviously, that make people terrified. But the reality is it's still safer, even mm-hmm. despite those disasters. Barring the disasters, yeah. it is the safest form yeah. of energy well, that but, we have that is like. But if you have like any other kind of power plant, like the t- the massive disaster that you can possibly have from like a nuclear facility is even if you had a disaster, it's not going to be as detrimental as like a nuclear disaster, well, which I think is where a lot of people have that problem. Like you won't have a Chernobyl or no. a Fukushima with like an electronic power plant. I mean, the argument is that our dependence on coal as a resource is just not good for our environment. And yeah. and so, I mean, that's the argument is that it's a different resource that we could utilize that is safer and cleaner. Uh, on a daily basis and by safer like in terms of the the daily 
like production, I guess. Like we have coal miners who are still dying. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know about a lot in the in- energy industry. So I probably sound stupid speaking about it. But it's just that's the argument is that our climate needs some like we need to do something different. And why aren't we utilizing nuclear more just because of the fear of these natural disasters? And, yeah. Which are not good, but are not likely. Okay, so jumping back, I know I appreciate this discussion. I know nothing about any of this, so I hope y'all are smarter than me. Well, you are, you are smarter than me, so thanks for bringing that piece to this discussion. But what I do know about is back at the turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, when radium was discovered, they started to use it for a lot of things, including medicinally. So most of the medicinal uses fall into what's called radioactive quackery which makes me really happy to say. <laughs> um, that is a band name. Like, yeah, wrapped up with a quack- bow. Yes. <laughs> yes. So quackery is a term for medical fraud or health fraud, if you didn't know that. So obviously radioactive quackery would be using radioactivity in a fraudulent way to promote so the use scary. of health. scary. It is. I will say that, like, we call it, can call it radioactive quackery, but, like, I also think of quackery as kind of being ill-intentioned, and I think everyone just had no idea yeah. what they were doing at the turn of the 20th century. But the uses that that persisted into the late 20th century, and even in today, that's quackery. Don't you, do, don't you use radium for your health? I mean, quackery would have to be that they had a knowledge that what they were doing was false. Was, yeah. And, yeah. And I think the reality is they didn't really know. Maybe they thought it was a little dangerous, but they wanted money. And that's okay. probably where they lied. I don't really know. I don't know their motivations. But I do know that they, in the early 20th century, they promoted the use of radioactivity for illnesses and claimed that radioactive substances could be used to heal cells and heal tissues. And radioactive quackery should not be confused with radiotherapy, which is a valid scientific therapy using radiation to destroy cancer cells. And like Hannah found out that radium might still be used in small amounts for that particular purpose. But back in the day, um, radium was just mostly terrifying and shouldn't have been used really at all. And no one really knew that or I don't know, maybe some people knew that, but not a lot of people knew that. So I, I will say the original scientists and chemists, so like... Marie Curie and Pierre Curie and their other third partner they worked with, they all were aware of the dangers of radium. And there are some quotes from like Pierre about how he would never want to be in a room with a certain amount of radium. And uh, Marie had been burned by radium a couple times. So they were aware of it. But I guess the general consensus was they were working in large quantities. And it was kind of thought that like a little bit would be good for people. So in small amounts, (laughs) it's good for you. Just don't do too much. This is also the time when they were like, smoking is good for your health. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it is. Just a little bit. And it's okay. God, I love that. I know. God, those were the good old days. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Uh, So some examples of the radioactive quackery was radium salts that were meant to be ingested. Toothpaste to make your teeth shine with radioactive brilliance. Mm. Literally glow. Like literally glow. (laughs) Radon water. Various exposure treatments like being in radioactive sand houses or laying in radioactive boxes. Um, And then there were also people who were trying to use radium to, like, learn about it and discover how to use it in medicines, and uh, particularly because it could destroy cancerous cells so well. You can't forget about the Adidas radioactive pumps. (laughs) (laughs) When you you pump it, a little little spray of radioactive... Fumes comes off Radium of it. powder. And then you can <laughs> jump higher. And then you can, you can play basketball better. <laughs> or at least shinier. You said, you said radon. 
So is radium radon? Because I know that like basements, especially in certain areas, will have radon and they have to like vent them. Yes. And that's another thing I don't know much about. But I believe it's like the radium releases like a radon gas. Okay. Maybe in its radioactive. Because, you know, mom and dad's basement had radon. And And I mean, radium is found in ore. Ore is like rocks that have minerals and things in it. And so radium is found in ore. And so I think that there's some naturally occurring radon. So radon is a noble gas. Radium is a radioactive element. However, both these elements are radioactive because they have large atomic numbers. So they're different. Uh, radon is the intermediate decay product of radium. That's what I said, mm. kind of. It but is. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in the same way that radium is from the decay of uranium, radon is from the decay of That's radium. That's a crazy thing. It's hard to say things. We're learning so much today. We are. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah, for being my extra. I always think it's funny when like, I come in like not knowing something and someone can Google it in like a second. And I'm always like, why didn't I just do that and include it in my story no, in the I first place? No, I get that, place. though, because but, like people ask questions that you weren't expecting to be yeah. asked. So you just didn't look it up. Yeah. And it's like right, the yeah. knowledge is readily available, though. So you could yes, have looked it up. But you just didn't up, think but I didn't of know. it. I didn't know. So thank you, Hannah. I appreciate it. So that must be I do know that they were putting radium into water and they called it radon water. Yeah, that's where I heard radon. So it might also have just been kind of like in their their naming, but but yes, radon is a gas, and now we know how that relates to everything too. Thank you. Um, so one of the bigger uses for radium back in early 20th century was self-luminous paints. So they mixed radium with, um, I don't know, something else, like some sort of sulfite, and that caused it to uh, give it a really, really nice glow. It's all about the glow, baby. Yeah, it yeah. seems to be. And then so your bones be... will glow, so your skeletons will be beautiful yeah. after did... you die from radium poisoning. Pretty did much. You see, did you ever see the movie Last Dragon? He's like, yes. yeah. so? <laughs> the glow? That's yes. radium. Yes. <laughs> That's just radium. <laughs> I, Dad always used to say that like Marie Curie's skeleton glowed because she died from radiation poisoning. I don't know how true. Maybe that is. it did. People walked up to him. Like, people walked up to him and be like, "You are glowing, girl." And she's like, "I'm literally dead." <laughs> <laughs> that, what are you doing for your skin? Death. 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 Literally. Death. I've been dead for like sixty years. <laughs> a little bit of blood. A little bit of radium <laughs> gives me my healthy glow. <laughs> uh, I do know that the ra- the luminescent paint, like it was mixed with some sort of sulfite, which especially like re- re- like refracted the radiums, like luminous. I guess I don't know so it made it particularly glowy like a glow in the dark paint basically um, the natural radium also has a glow though um, so now we can actually begin our story all of oh, that yes. was Sorry. the background we're getting there the science and the what was happening preamble. the radioactive preamble another great band <laughs> <laughs> that's who opens for radioactive quackery <laughs> <laughs> and then radioactive death ends the show. That, that's the final number. All right, 1914 is the year. Radium Luminous Material Corporation. They later renamed to the United States Radium Corporation. But I like Radium Luminous Material Corporation. I like that, yeah. Um, so anyway, that was founded in 1914. They were originally producing uranium, and then they eventually moved into the extraction of radium and the production of that radioluminescent paint that I mentioned was around and and the application of said paint. They applied it in um, 
putting it onto watches, watch dials, and the Ooh. dials for aircrafts, particularly for the U.S. military, because oh. of its luminescent qualities, so that you could see it in the dark. That's pretty cool. So they had facilities in New York City initially, and then they opened in cities in New Jersey in Newark, Jersey City, and Orange. So the factory in Orange, New Jersey, is the main one that we'll talk about. It opened in 1917, specifically to focus on that production of that luminescent paint. They processed the ore from mines in Paradox Valley, Colorado, ah. and in Utah. They extracted the radium and produced the paint, and they marketed this paint as undark. Undark, <laughs> because it glowed. Yep. Why does that sound <laughs> vaguely racist? <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, well, 1917. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> Everything was been. vaguely racist, yes. So they also used that paint in the production of those watches that I mentioned and the aircraft instruments for U.S. military. So they employed chemists, scientists, various people working in the processing of that ore, and they also employed a large number of people whose job it was to hand paint the dials on the watches or the aircraft equipment with that radioluminescent paint. So that was approximately 300 dial painters at the Orange facility, and they were all young women because their small hands were well-suited for the detailed work of painting those small dials. I'm surprised they weren't children. They were very <laughs> young women. I did read that one oh, of them was yeah. like 14 or 15. Oh, so, yeah. oh, okay. so, so they so were children. children. So they were children, yeah. But in the time, it wasn't uncommon for 14 or 15-year-olds to work. But in modern day, yes, they were children. Even nowadays, though, 14 and 15-year-olds often work. They just yeah. have to get something. Like, Derek got a job when he was 15. I just yeah, We just had to true. sign yeah. off that we allowed yeah, him Yeah, but it's to. like Wendy's. It's not like... Yeah, it, no, it's yes. not like... It's not painting... It's not a factory. But, yeah. I mean, thinking of it from their perspective, all they have to do is go to a factory and paint some some dials. Also, it was the pay was wonderful. It was about three times the average wage for young women. That'd be a great job. Yeah. yeah. And all you have to do is go sit in a room with a bunch of other girls and paint you know laugh watches. and talk and gossip yeah. and paint yeah so it actually was the wendy's of 1917 <laughs> <laughs> it was very easy and, and cushy it was yeah. better than wendy it was the mccallisters of yeah. <laughs> better than wendy's <laughs> better than wendy's oh my goodness okay so the dial painters mixed their own undark luminescent paint by mixing radium powder with glue and water and then they used camel hair brushes with a fine tip to paint the undark onto the dials because the dials were quite small, they were encouraged to use their lips to bring the camel hairs to a fine point. Initially, they would do this after rinsing the brush in water, but eventually the water was taken away to avoid use, like wasting the radium material, the luminescent paint So they're just putting radium right in their mouth. Putting radium right into their mouths. They were not provided with any protective equipment. In fact, they often ate lunch at their station without washing their hands because they were told the radium was completely safe. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, did they know or nope. was it pretty much just like normal at the time? Like, they totally like, thought it was safe. Yeah. And in fact, they felt so comfortable that they painted their nails. They painted their teeth. They painted their faces with the luminescent paint just like because they're 14 year old girls. It's and like they're fucking like, white out. I yes. remember... I remember someone actually putting it on their tooth, like, oh, look at me. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. We actually sharpied our teeth. It's like one the, I, too. So, yeah, I was going to say, it's like the radium equivalent of like covering your hand in glue. In glue, yeah. Yes. Like, what? And then be like, oh, they are that. children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say, that though, the fact do. that they yes. had employed like scientists and they employed all of these people who should have known at least that radium was not that safe like the people who worked there didn't know but for sure i guarantee some of the higher-ups knew absolutely well um, that's they like, were lying hannah oh yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah any big exactly. corporation will do that yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. There's money to be made. Somebody's lying about something. No absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, in addition to painting and having all that fun, the girls were actually, or the women, I, sh- I should say, the young women, were called ghost girls because the radium powder that they mixed every day would cover the entire factory in this kind of luminescent powder, and it would cover them, their hair and their skin and their clothes, so oh. and were, cause them to glow a little bit. They were so they were covered, called ghost girls. Covered from head to toe. Yes. And in fact, many women really liked that, so they would wear their fanciest dresses, particularly like on a Friday so that their dress would like get covered in radium powder and they could go out dancing oh. that night, like ballroom dancing or whatever. I and would be do glowy. it. I would yeah. do it. They thought it was 100%. Safe. I would think that would be so fucking cool. Can, can we cover our dresses with the, what the safe shit is now? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we need to, can we paint our room? With, can we just have maybe. phosphorus powder in here while we do our podcast? Radium girls cosplay <laughs> dropping soon. No. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but to <laughs> Hannah's point, let's be quite clear. There were many misconceptions about the safety of radium in the general population, but the owners of United States Radium Corporation, as well as the scientists and chemists working there, were well aware of the dangers. Male workers, which was anyone, you know, because at that point in time, roles were very separated by gender. So it's basically mm-hmm. like all the painters were women and all the scientists were males. But that meant that all the male workers were provided with protective equipment, such as lead aprons, lead screens, masks, and tongs. And the United States Radium Corporation even distributed literature to the medical community about the dangers of radium exposure. So they knew, they claimed that their male scientists handled larger amounts of radium, but but they knew there real. was a danger. Yeah, and and they told this, these women to ingest it, mm-hmm. and they knew there was and they're a danger. covered with it. Like that's a large amount when you go yeah. home covered with the dust. That to me is a large amount. Yeah, and they said that the factory just looked like covered in this radioluminescent powder. So a few years after um, the United States Radium Corporation began their their operations with the luminescent paint, the Radium Dial Corporation opened in Ottawa, Illinois. They also employed young women to paint the dials. They also encouraged the same lip dip paint approach using their mouths to make that fine point on their brush. And then there was another factory in like Waterbury or like maybe another factory, another one or two in the States doing the same thing. But those are the two primary factories where women were definitely employed uh, and where they were using that lip dip paint Mm. approach so we are going to take a break now and i bet you can predict what sorts of things i'm going to talk about when we come back next next on the show more licking more dipping (laughs) (laughs) join us we'll be right back (laughs) that's kind of gross james needs to MC for us because he's good at (laughs) we're talking about sexy ghost asmr (laughs) Sexy ghost is what would that be? That would be like <sighs> ew, ew, ew. Uh. <laughs> you sing poo? No, I said boo. <laughs> ghost say boo, <laughs> Hannah. Ghost, Hannah, Jesus. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> 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 you know who didn't do ASMR I heard though? Too. The Radium Girls. <laughs> hey! That's right, they didn't because you don't know their lives. Okay, I, I mean guess maybe you're they right. did. Maybe back in eighteen seventeen or whenever it 1917. was. Nineteen seventeen. ASMR podcasts were a really big thing back then. Well, maybe not podcasts, but maybe they just sat in rooms together and made noises. <laughs> that is how conversations generally work. So I think you're on to something. 
Okay. So we were talking about our dial painters at the United States Radium Corporation. We talked a little bit about Radium Dial Company in Illinois. Uh, and all of these girls who are just licking their radium and eating it and painting it. Can't can't licking end badly, right? And eating and painting and licking yeah, and eating there was, and painting. <laughs> as, I, yeah, as I recall, we, we left off on some licking, some dipping, some yep, there was poisoning. Some yep, some I left poisoning. out the dipping. <laughs> so surely this can't have any negative effects, but we'll find out. And the first line here says surely that this not. had negative impacts on their health. So there you go. There's the oh, spoiler <laughs> so I guess we found out. <laughs> I guess we found out. Okay, so the the people in New Jersey at the United States Radium Corporation, the workers actually first started noticing impacts on their health as early as 1917, which was literally the year that they opened. So the first started year. their oh, no. radioluminescent like, mm, paint feel so company. Good. Yeah. But it took a few more years before some of the more dire impacts were seen. So it was more around 1922 that they started to first see it with uh, the dentists, started seeing it in their face. So okay. there was jaw swelling in some of the local girls, dental pain, loose teeth, bone decay, lesions, and ulcers all seen around Ooh. the mouth and jaw. So one local dentist was able to draw that connection between the patients that they were all young women who had worked at the United States Radium Corporation. That's a smart doctor. Good job. Uh, he. <laughs> so they started calling this these, I don't know, jaw things, radium jaw, because it was tied back to the radium corporation. However, there were other issues that arose, including skin cancer, cataracts, throat cancer, tumors. Uh, many women experienced suppressed menstru menstruation, sterility, is that how you pronounce that word? Sterility. sterility. Is it yeah. sterilized? Yep. Sterility. Okay. Sterility. I, I don't think you pronounce menstruation. I think it's just menstruation. <laughs> I wasn't asking. <laughs> but a, I wasn't asking about that but word. A, I was <laughs> asking about sterility. <laughs> All right. Well. There's a U. There's a U just chilling in there just dying to be pronounced. But is it? It's You're right. just menstruation. It's just You're right. Oh. But I was reading it and there's a U. <laughs> I agree with Kelly. There's a U just dying to be pronounced there. It's a wasted U. You mens, mens, I guess you menstruate. Get the woo, get yeah. the you out of there. Don't waste you. Okay, menstruate. <laughs> I just feel like that's lazy pronunciation. Menstruate and menstruation. There's a U, right? Am I spelling it wrong? No, no. You're spelling it right, but okay. we're pronounced like people are pronouncing it wrong. I'm on your side. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. I'm not saying that word again. Actually, I am. Yeah, menstruation. menstruation. Hell yeah. Sterility. It's the heretics all over again. <laughs> um, and there were also, and this is actually really sad, so we shouldn't make fun. It is sad. They also had other fertility issues uh, like uh, stillbirths, and then there were pregnancies that the doctors felt like they needed to terminate because they would not permit the development of the fetus. So some, you know, enough was wrong with the. It would fetus have been a deformed they, baby. 
yeah. or not even survived. Or, yeah, hopefully not even survived. I know that thoughts on, on disability were different back then, and <laughs> yeah. just because there might be some sort of physical deformities shouldn't necessarily result in um, terminating a pregnancy. I agree with that, but if, but if it is an egregious deformity, right. then or, and that, would that, that impacted be in the, the best interest of the child? And, and things that like impacted that. the health, I think, and that yeah. impacted their yeah. ability to survive. So, like, yeah, we'll, we'll assume that the, the babies... The little fetuses would not have done well in the world. So that's so very, sad. very sad. Um, some women also experienced significant deformities themselves in their body structure through fractures or even shortening of limbs. I don't know how the limbs were shortened, but they said shortening of limbs, like not amputation, but like shortening. I can. Um, Could it be the bone like yeah. breaking down or? I think that's I would what it was. Yeah. Think for, with my limited medical knowledge, I would think that it would be micro fractures or stresses on the bone that would cause it to compact over time. People with, I think you're right. with, with um, osteoporosis <laughs> shrink. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, especially like in the legs when the weight of it is pushing down because mm. they, they do say that the, the radium basically decayed the bone structure. They say it stripped the bones of calcium, shredding the collagen, and leaving nothing but really a pile of splinters in the place of the so bone. So then there's no structure especially, to hold it in oh, place. Like and that it. was especially around the jaw, but oh. uh, one girl had the same circumstances in her spine so I'm sure it was the same sort of thing happening in all of the limbs as well. Yeah, if they're covered in radium powder every yeah. day when they go home, it's got to affect every part of your yeah. body. And I think it definitely did, but the jaw was the big, big they were licking it. piece where they, where they first saw all the decay phys- right. visibly, I guess. The first death of a dial painter was in September of 1922, uh, and this was Molly... Was that her name? Molly? Yeah. Her real name was Amelia, but they called her Molly. Hannah, do you have information to share about this particular, the first uh, fatality? Numero uno. Um, So in January of 1922, Molly got a toothache and she went to the dentist and they told her that her molar needed to come out. And then she was back a few weeks later to have the tooth pulled, but the wound didn't heal. And so a few weeks later, after her molar was taken out, she came back to get the tooth next to it taken out and neither of the wounds healed and they grew together and then seeped blood and pus into her mouth. Mm. This is why Hannah gets to tell this part because it's cringy. God, I don't like medical stuff at all. I know. All. Like this med- might have been the wrong podcast for you to be a, a <laughs> guest it's on. It's just this part and then Give we're done. Give me some yeah. good old murder or <laughs> ghosts, but... Um, but after that, more of her teeth needed to come out, which was pretty common with a lot of the radium girls wow. that like their teeth would either fall out or they would need to be pulled. Um, and then she had a fast growing abscess that was found in her jaw that needed surgery. And when he when the dentist got the gums open to take out the abscess, the bone didn't look right and it was ashy and gray. So he prodded it with his finger and to his horror, the bone crumbled under his fingertip like ashes in a fireplace. I know. And he just fucked this lady's jaw up worse than it was fucked up by barely touching it. It was already gone. He was trying to help her by removing the abscess. I know, but as a doctor, being in a situation like that, you still feel bad. You're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have touched it. Um, So instead of removing a tumor, he wound up digging out Molly's entire left jaw with nothing but his fingers. And uh, he didn't know at the time, but the radium had perforated the bone cells and stripped them of the calcium. And 
like a little machine gun. <laughs> a little machine gun. Um, it had shredded them of calcium. Uh, or and ooh, shredded the collagen inside of the bone and left it as nothing but splinters, like Kelly yeah, was saying. Yeah. That's um, where I got that. Yeah, quote. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry if I missed this, but where where is this all taking place at? New Jersey. Okay, mm. all right. Yeah. Oh no. How do you Nothing's say? Changed. Well, New Jersey, <laughs> Illinois, and Waterbury, Con- Connecticut. Yeah. The uh, the third one I mentioned was Waterbury something. Hannah yeah. says it's Waterbury, Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, but there were other factories too. The primary mm. one we're talking about is in New Jersey. It was yeah. the Got first, it, yeah. and it was uh, where this Molly particular one yes. Hannah's talking about. Sort of the was, most famous, okay. like examples yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah. Because it really it was is like what, the first one yeah. that they went to court over. Right. Okay. And it it changed really Ooh. the way that. Um, we look at labor and stuff like it had, it had a lasting impact. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that summer, the rest of Molly's jaw came out, followed by bits of her inner ear. Uh, and this was within eight months of her first toothache. Molly had died. Can you, um, James, you can plug your ears if you need to, but can no, you read I, I, the description about how she died? It's horrifying. Uh, the tumors had cut into her jugular vein and flooded her throat with blood, choking her to death in her bed. Whoa. So just suddenly the tumor had enough pressure on her jugular vein that it ruptured it. Yeah. Well, and it's not like the fact that it choked her to death. Like she choked on her own blood yeah. and right, that's yeah. what caused her to die. Yeah. Not even After, her just like ha- bleeding out or anything like that, right. which is also horrifying mm-hmm. and yeah. tragic. But she choked but on it. It was she like choked very on traumatic. her own blood. Yeah. After she had already lost her entire jaw, I think at that point, yeah. I definitely the left side, if not her entire jaw. So that is... One ex- like we could tell story after story of the horrors that individual women experience. So that's one example, uh, the first example. But every you know all the women who died had similar experiences. So absolutely horrifying. Way yeah. to go. Without and at the time, her death was not considered mm-hmm. radium poisoning because that hadn't even oh. been brought into like the medical field at that time. That wasn't a cause yeah, of like, death. Yeah, like having they... no idea. So guess why? what they said that she she I had. I was just about to ask. Yeah, syphilis. Oh, yeah. are you serious? They <laughs> yep. said she died of syphilis. Yeah. They said she died of syphilis. And even though Hannah is correct that it wasn't. Like, no one really knew. Like, doctors were like, what is this? I guess she died of syphilis because that's what the women die of. Did she have it and they just put that on her or did they just make that up? 100% not true. Like, they just added that on there. But in addition to doctors not really knowing, the United States Radium Corporation actually were urging doctors to make sure not to attribute the deaths to anything uh, related to radiation poisoning. So syphilis became the common like go-to. That's what these women had, yeah. which the United States Radium Corporation like super used to try and maintain their own reputation at the expense of the reputations of all of these women. Because mm-hmm. what you are saying in this time, not in our modern day and age, but what you are saying in the early 20th century about women having syphilis imply a whole bunch of other things about their lifestyle yeah. that would have been extremely looked down upon. Right. Well, even time. in today's society, if yeah, all of a sudden sure. these women were branded because this became a public enough issue, I, I'm assuming, because enough women were getting sick and dying, right? I was also trying to see like how long like syphilis had been around and it's not even like they could be like oh well we don't know enough about this like it's literally no, been syphilis around had for been fucking around like for yeah very they, long time. centuries and later when yeah. people like when this became a bigger know. issue and other people started looking at it they were able to i don't know if they actually looked at 
I don't know if they actually like looked at Molly's body again or if they just looked at like the reports, Mm -hmm. but someone else later was like 100% no. Like we, like you said, James, we know how to identify syphilis and this is not it. So they, it had to have been pressure. I think it was a combination of pressure from the corporation and a little bit of, uh, how big (laughs) is this company corporation at this time? Like this is, Um, so they still have big money. It's pretty big money. Okay. They had four branches. I feel like the one in orange was the only one that was doing this particular thing. So the mm-hmm. other ones might have been more in like, I don't know, maybe more in the uranium, maybe more in the processing of the radium. And this one was the one that was like really focused on the watch dials and the aircraft equipment. They had 300 at their peak, 300 ghost girls, like dial painters. Mm-hmm. So and then they had other people around that. But. I, I don't know the answer, but to give you some context, there right. were 300 women okay. at their peak who I, I were in this particular role. I think the other ones role. were doing dial painting, too, because at least in what I saw um, from Waterbury, they, uh, after, like, the initial court proceedings from, like, Orange and from Illinois, they had banned lip-dipping. So, like, they were doing dial Mm. painting, too. I think they were doing it at all of them. I think that, I mean, in the United States Radium Corporation, they may have focused their dial painting operations at the Orange Branch. So, in terms of this corporation, I think the other branches were not doing the dial painting. But you're right. The Radium Dial Company and the Waterbury, and there were others that were using the same type of approach. Luminite is, I think, one that I found. Yeah, you mentioned that on the break. So I just want to say that during this time frame, the reason that I knew about this was because I saw it on, I don't have my phone, I left it in the other room, um, so I can't look it up. I don't remember the exact name, but I saw it on one of those documentary type TV shows that was like the foods that made America. It was a similar thing, but it was like the jobs that destroyed America or something (laughs) like that. I don't remember, something along those lines. But during this time frame, Corporations had like zero government like um, observation or control or regulations. They were allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And they had a lot of clout because they had money and money talked. So this corporation didn't necessarily have to be that big. It just had to have enough money to talk to the right people to shut the fucking people up. And there was no there were no regulations. There was nobody there saying you need to check this or you need to check that, you you know, yeah. and and so they were able to get away with literal murder. Think think newsies, but sadder and deadlier. <laughs> and is this is this yes. a, is this a situation where it's okay? So so Molly's diagnosed uh, death syphilis is gone. Then her chair is like filled immediately. Like somebody's hired in. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would guess though. I yeah. Was, yeah. This isn't like a they big were enough growing. Splash. This is a big. This isn't a big enough splash to like halt. This is like just one. Like yeah. what did you say? Correct. This is like no. one of the first ones. Or yeah, Molly was literally oh, the okay, first okay. death. Yeah. And also, I feel like they didn't stop Yikes, their operations yeah. until like 1926. Molly Jeez, died in yeah. 1922. They were growing. I feel like that was around the time they were at their peak of 300 dial Jeez, painters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I don't, they may not have been the biggest, but I did read that in total to your point, Hannah, all of the, um, corporations, there were about 4,000 women who were in these roles. So 300 at United States radium corporation may not be the biggest, but they were the first 
And then, yeah, the doctors, you know, listened to the people with the money and and didn't really care about well, their and patients. I think people and, have a hard time believing stuff like that. Oh, yeah, sure. This thing made you sick. Like they said it's safe. We're going to believe it's safe. Especially because they were women, right? Well, yeah, and factory workers. So they weren't from affluent families. People were more gullible yeah. back then. Like we have a lot of gullible people in our society. But at the same time, those gullible people still question basic things most of the time. Like Back then, I think more people were trusting. Right. And like, oh, you said it's safe. It must be safe. It must be safe. We didn't have the the internet to look things up on. We didn't have even like access to the shit that like I had as a kid at the library to look stuff up. Like there was no way to get knowledge other than from other people and and you had to trust it. And I think think the problem with like a big corporation like this is that there are so many layers to the person who knows it's not good to the point where it's like you go up to your boss and your boss says it's safe and their boss says it's safe and their boss for sure. And, and then there's like, a guy at the top with lawyers that says, oh, it might not be safe, but here's what you're going to say to con- to let them know that it is safe. Sure. And here's the, like, Absolutely. oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. the scariest thing about it is that. And when you have people that legitimately think it's safe telling you it's safe, you have mm. no reason to disbelieve them or mm-hmm. think that they're lying. And then you have I the think... people on the bottom, you know, doing the work saying, oh, this might not be safe. And nobody believes them because all these people say, no, it is safe. You're just yeah. crazy. So well, then if you're I the say... one being gaslit to be yeah. like, oh, yes, oh no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And if I say that it's not safe then I'm out of a job that pays me better than any job than I could any have job. Yep. and then my family is going to starve yep. because I have a family of like 11 mm-hmm. siblings who can't work or it's not a great situation yeah <laughs> and also keep in mind that the time like people were selling radium in toothpaste yeah. so you're thinking absolutely it's so Molly Commercial herself product, yeah. may not have come to the dentist and come to the doctor being like I'm pretty sure it's this radium I'm eating every day like right. she was probably like yeah and I also bought some f- cream for my face do you think that radium. dentist like, was selling world. radium toothpaste he could have been that's the craziest thing about this it's these (laughs) like five people at the top that know the truth Mm -hmm. yeah and everybody else is just fucking so. They know the and truth think, and are minimalizing the exactly. truth. Exactly. And they may not even realize the full yes. like extent of what is going on either. And I know? don't want to fully excuse I mean, there were a lot of scientists that knew and like but yes, I think that I don't think that even the people who were trying to hide this information knew that anyone's jaw was gonna fall off. Like mm-hmm. they didn't think no. that was gonna happen. Yeah. Now, maybe some of the people who weren't as far down the line, they could have potentially said something or stopped it. Maybe the fact that the men were given protective equipment and the women were not could have clued you in. But for the most part, no one had any idea what this was doing. I miss that. The men were given protective. I miss that. Because the women were mostly the dial painters Mm -hmm. and men were like the scientists. So they were given Because they were exposed to more. That was the argument that they were exposed to more. But I mean, the dust Covered the entire factory. It seems about like almost like equal when you think about what they were both. I would think so. But again, society thought in little amounts, it's healthy. It's good for you. So you do have to keep in mind that lens of what they knew about radium. And then what comes next Mm -hmm. is the real shitty stuff where people legit knew and made decisions to hide it and tamp it down. But up until this point, I would argue that everyone was like, oh no, it's radium, it glows, let's paint our faces. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So like I said, Molly is not the only one. Multiple deaths were being reported and uh, they were all pretty awful and horrible. And the United States Radium Corporation was talking to doctors about like, hey, chill, it's just syphilis, no big. It's just all those, syphilis. All those women are just whores and <laughs> we are a wonderful company. So that all was those like, teenagers are just whores. Teenagers. That was like a bog standard like 
like if if more people died from it, that's kind of what they were like pinning it on. Yes, at some point. Okay, and I mean I don't think that the United States Radium Corporation could make that determination, but they were latching onto that and okay. being like, "See, the doctor said it's syphilis. It's not us. It's not gotcha, us. We're yeah. fine. We're fine. We're okay." Yeah. Again, that sounds like something a corporation would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> however, <laughs> even though they tried really really hard to deny this connection, they did a pretty good job at it. But it was like coming out, and people were like, "Wait a second. and like they, so their business was starting to decrease a little bit. So in 1924, the United States Radium Corporation brought in a Harvard physiologist consultant to conduct a sta- study on the safety of radium use. Nice. Good good on you. Nice job. Yeah. The study concluded that women had died from radium exposure and those medical issues were from radium exposure. So naturally, the United States Radium Corporation hid those results and refused to publish them. <laughs> Sounds, about right. Sounds about right. They then went on to put out this report using the original author scientist guy's name and changed all the parts where he said that it was bad. Ooh. And they went on to say that the dial painters were in excellent health and the working conditions were totally safe. No. They I just know. all had the syphilis. They <laughs> just all had syphilis. They I only hire people with Totally syphilis. chill. So did they have a whorehouse or did they have a radium <laughs> I'm guessing No, that was like a qualification. Oh, okay. they had to, you had, had to, to have They're helping the needy population. No, I think they left the syphilis out of the report. Probably it oh, was okay. just like, oh no, that was unrelated. Maybe they said syphilis. But like, no, that was something else. And everything is totally fine. And everyone is. Or if you would stop employing all these horrors, you probably wouldn't lose so many employees. (laughs) That's your problem. But then, however, the original author of that study found out and he was furious. So he released the original report publicly. Good on him. Uh, Yes. We love science. Yay, social media. (laughs) And so then, social media. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was another study that came out around the same time or like. That thing came out publicly. Other things were like coming up and like news articles, and I think there were maybe some other studies and stuff. So people were starting to be like, "This isn't cool." However, the the girls, the dial painters, were still unable to get like legal advice, legal representation. Like no one really wanted to go up against that corporation until 1927, when Grace Fryer, who was one of the girls from the young women from uh, the United States Radium Corporation in New Jersey, she was finally able to get representation from Raymond Barry. So a lawyer finally mm-hmm. took it and filed a suit. Four other women joined the suit. Uh, and so they were they were going to court and they were going to fight the big bad corporation. Good luck. Pretty much. So basically the court, the, the women's health was like seriously deteriorating. They were all basically on their deathbeds. Sad. At some point, you know, throughout the process. And the court system is very, very slow. Uh, and in fact, the women were unable to even attend the initial hearing that occurred in April. And so the judge actually, I think initially they like postponed it to June or something based on requests from the United States Radium Corporation. And then they came back and the United States Radium Corporation was like, oh, all of our people are on vacation right now. So sorry. <gasps> yeah, really crummy. So they actually postponed it to September. Oh, nice. And then... Um, it started coming out like there. Walter Lippman was uh, an editor of a, the New York World newspaper. Oh, do you think that's from Newsies? And the world will know, and the journal too, because it was the New York World and the journal. Anyway, there was not a lot I of dancing. I don't think there was a lot of dancing in your story. Like, what? <laughs> did it? <laughs> no, um, I wasn't there. It's a good point. Back on track. 
The other four women were. Wait a second. This is my story. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have to say it. No, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I don't have to. Now you're not going to say it. No, you'll never know. <laughs> Please tell me. Um, the other four women were Kinta McDonald, who was actually uh, the sister of Maggie, not Maggie. Molly. Of Molly. Yeah. <laughs> that was Molly's sister. I think her youngest sister. Um, Edna Hussman, who worked at Luminite, the other company that I had found. But also worked at US- But also worked Because they USRC. were filing suit yeah, against she, I think she worked at USRC first and then got yeah, okay. moved to like Luminite. Um, Albina Larice, Catherine Schaub, and then Grace Fryer. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Hannah's yes. bringing me the local color. Not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I, I mean, whenever we tell stories, I like to highlight the victims, right? I right. Mean, yeah, not it's the, important. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to walk away from the story remembering the name of the corporation, not the victim, or the killer. Like when we talk about right, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And so thank you, Hannah. That that's what draws people's attention. That's what we focus on the most. It seems like, yeah. but we don't want to. Like we, mm. I know we joke a lot. And we laugh a lot because that's part, partly that's just our personality, yeah. but also like we, we like to bring light to us. Like we want right. to tell you a sad Inform, story. entertain. And yeah. also bring yeah. light to it because. As inform, entertain. In, infortainment. <laughs> in, in, infortainment is what we specialize <laughs> in. I, I added advocate. How do you infortain Kate? <laughs> but yes, we want to advocate for our victims. We absolutely yes. support the victims. Don't ever think that we don't lose sight yeah. of the horrible things that the people that we talk about have yeah. gone through. And I can guarantee you that every single one of us that has told a story has cried while yes. we've written it. And then we talk about it and we joke about it. Maybe that seems insensitive, but that's just how we bring light to horrible situations in the world because they're just there and you have to be able to somehow still have light in your life and so we i don't feel like we ever joke about the victims or that we're ever really insensitive about the plight that they went through. we certainly don't intend to like we really try to be respectful and if that happens then we try to correct i I would make fun of big corporations and and murderers all day but like never never the victims yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely totally Making fun of, especially if it's like a corporation or some serial killer that's become like a boogeyman in society, making fun of them takes that power away. I agree. And like, I think that's very important. They become the joke. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're going to love powerful. my next episode because it's just me <laughs> dunking on this dude for like an hour and a half. Yes. So those five women that Hannah mentioned were the five that filed suit against the United States uh, Radium Corporation. And as I mentioned, they were all very, very ill and, and late in their life. So the New York World newspaper uh, put out uh, an article after the judge had, like, delayed the trial so long. He called it uh, a damnable travesty of justice. There is no possible excuse for such a delay. The women are dying. If ever a case called for prompt adjudication, I said it right, yay, (laughs) it is the case of five crippled women who are fighting for a few miserable dollars to ease their last days on earth. This is a heartless proceeding. It is unmanly, unjust, and cruel. This is a case which calls calls not for fine-spun litigation, but for simple, quick, direct justice. I was literally going to ask, like, how much time do you think they had left? Not much at all. So they did end up moving up the proceeding sooner, but then because the women were so ill and close to death, they ended up settling out of court, which is really sad because they were trying to get $250,000 each. They each ended up settling for $10,000 plus $600 annually to be paid to them, but But none of them... They died in like a year. And I believe they even said, let me find that note, that 
I believe that none of them were, yeah, few of the annuity payments were collected because they died. <sighs> so it, it was very, the, very, very sad. The annuity but, payments should have gone to their families. Yes. Absolutely. For the yeah. rest of their yeah, fucking But yeah. that's not what happened. Um, however, what, what did come from that was the national outrage over that delay. And so everyone was like, that's not okay. And through that, news of those lawsuits suits spread to Illinois. And those workers at the radium dial company started asking questions of their supervisors and started saying like, what's going on? They were reassured of their safety. They continued to work at the company. That company even conducted physical evaluations and tests to determine the safety of the paint, but they never shared those results with those employees. Because they knew they were in the wrong. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, I do think that it brought some real awareness and in 1926 they did, this was actually before I think a lot of the Mm -hmm. court cases, but they stopped their practices at United States Radium Corporation and and change things and then they actually continued to use the radioluminescent paint on the watch dials for up until the 60s i believe but they had protective equipment at that yeah. point in time and when they gave them the protective equipment even though we know the radium is dangerous they didn't have any additional cases of people having major health issues with it now slow radiation over time and cancers i don't know if they tracked that but in terms of the level of like jaws falling off like that went away when they had their protective equipment they probably, so they were able to use it safely. They at probably that point still in time. died of cancer eventually. Maybe. I have at least one example from Waterbury of one woman who worked. She didn't work very long as a dial painter, but she worked for the company for a very long time and had cancer multiple times before she died in like 2014. Was this the oldest woman? Yeah. yeah. And she, she died at like, like the 107. Yeah. She lived to be 107. So she, yeah. but, but she had, she had the cancers along times. the ways. Yeah. So think about that, too. That So 107, that means she was born in 1907, which means at like 1920 or whatever, she was 13. So maybe she, Waterbury started a little bit later, so maybe it was like late 20s. So she was young, is all I'm saying. She was yeah. young when she was a radium girl, which is crazy. But so, yes, we, we don't know about the long-lasting cancerous things. I don't have information about that. But I do know that once they started using protective equipment, that they were they did not have the same sort of horrifying deaths happening and horrifying medical issues happening. Uh, and even though those women got pennies, got nothing, they got more than a lot of women who died from working for those corporations got. And they spread awareness, and it changed practices. Mm-hmm. They also go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say her name real quick. Uh, the one that I was talking about. Her name was May Keen. Yes, May Keen. She worked at the Waterbury Clock Company. So, and that was the third one I kind of mentioned briefly earlier, but then Hannah has brought up. Uh, I do want to jump back to kind of wrap up the Radium Dial Company piece of things because, like I said, when this was all coming out in New Jersey, they were saying, "No, no, no, it's totally fine, no yeah. big deal." They did that study. Uh, or the, I guess it wasn't really a study, but they did like the physical exam- examinations and tests to determine the safety. And then they said, um, sure, everything is fine uh, and didn't tell the employees that they were unsafe. At, for a short period of time, they actually changed the uh, brush, like the application method. They gave them like these pens instead, but it took longer and the women were paid by the piece. And since they oh. were told it was safe, they all went back to using the brush. And They're like, I need to make more money now. I can die. They're like, why are yeah. you making me use this pen? And no one said, because we're trying to save your life. And so they were all just like, screw you. I'm going to use my little paintbrush. So then in... Um, Later, and I don't remember the specific year that they filed suit, but I know that the court, the case was done in 1938. So much, much later, uh, they there was a, case, a course Kate were case the course court 
case (laughs) where five girls from the radium dial company filed suit and they actually won their suit they did not settle out of court i don't know what the the final amount was that they won um, but so another step in towards you know changing practices and acknowledging that they had been wronged um and a lot of women died but i feel like not as many i don't have numbers but not as many because they at that point at that point information was coming out a little more and then hannah had some information on the waterbury one. Yeah, so between 1926 and 1936, the Waterbury Clock Company issued over 90000 in medical settlements, but because they were dealing out all this money, they changed the qualifications to like get compensation, and so it had to be within three years that you filed a suit instead of within the five years if you had any like kind of complication, but a lot of the women... Because I think they banned lip dipping, too. A lot of the women, after they banned that, didn't start having any complications until after even the five years. Yeah. So they had nothing that they could do about it. It's a long-term exposure kind of thing. And the United States Radium Corporation tried to claim uh, statute of limitations after two years in their initial suit. Which I think that that was thrown out. I mean, they ended up settling, so it never went to court. But er, The the changing the, the years from five to three to me at least, points to the fact yes. that they knew that there were long-term effects and they were trying to nip it they in were, the bud so there that was they somebody sue afterwards. Exactly. Were they still putting it in toothpaste and shit at this time? I believe that a lot of the the uses went through the 20s and 30s, but I'm not sure. Because I'm not sure if they're still putting it in shit that's consumed by the public, then they obviously don't comprehend people are gullible and stupid you said it yourself and i think like there are there's still some sort of spa treatment in japan where you can get radium radium. in it like there you know and up through the 70s there are different treatments so i don't know specifically the different time periods of different things but when just once you know you know what who said it who was the person who said maya angelou when you know better you do better once you know you do better and you stop trying to cover it up it was like a genuine and general blatant disregard for human life. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that that was absolutely the case from the higher ups. And are yeah. you right that some of the people in the middle may have may have well, like to James's point earlier, like some of the people in the middle middle may have just been hearing, oh, yeah, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe. And some of them maybe had a little bit more of a role that they could have said something or done something. But then all they would have done is just been fired and quit their job. And yep. the same thing would have continued. So and another some, person would have. Yep. Another person mm-hmm. would have been plopped right in there. there. Yep. So, yes, those people in the middle, there's some forgiveness there that there was a lot unknown about radium in the the society of, of the time. But there were still some people doing very bad things. And yes. the reality is that a lot of people lost their lives. Yeah, I agree. There were some really shitty people mm-hmm. that covered shit up, that hid shit, that denied shit, and it caused people's lives. I think the danger of it is that somebody knew yeah, and it, yes. at the point that you're covering stuff up, like yes. there, yeah, someone well, knows. And I think to Kelly's <laughs> yes. point, maybe they didn't necessarily want people to die. They weren't actively trying to kill people, but they knew it could be. But a possibility. they knew it was a possibility. How and at the point that it was care? happening, they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't at care point, whether people maybe lived not, or died. Yes, not right exactly. Away. Yeah. Maybe not initially, but then they were like, "Well, there's no going back now, and now I don't care." Not, if people yeah. And maybe and not even after, in the beginning because there was a disregard for life mm-hmm. when it came to the factory workers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's all minimalism. 
civilization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after the fact Make that they knew people were dying, they would rather people die than the public find out about yeah. it. Yeah. And so they were because willing you're to in, sacrifice lives. Yeah, at that point, you're lives. in too deep. So yeah. one person dies from it, then it's a problem. Right. So mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, they have syphilis. Oh, they have these other medical problems. Oh, well, it's in toothpaste and everything else. So it's and not. Now, like and then down. you're in too deep with it. And, and there yeah. is no backing down because it would destroy right. your entire corporation. Yep. Yep. Like Amber Heard. There is no backing down now. Well, I think that I've been done with my story for like 20 minutes and we're still just talking about it, which is great. But now I think we're done, done, right? We're done, done. (laughs) Done, done. We did it. I just wanted to shout out before we go into our things that don't suck that um, Kelly's birthday is sometime around this time. And I don't want to give out any specifics, (laughs) but we're celebrating today. It isn't today, so if you listen to us enough that you can pinpoint when we record no. and when this episode was made, which I don't You're think You're giving out too much information. Anyway, it's <laughs> not today. Solve the mystery. It's like an ARG. But we're going to end up, we're going to wind up, wind down, round up this podcast. Round up? We're going to round up. And we're going to round up. We're going to round up. No! Spray round up and kill everyone! <laughs> That was a really good story, Kelly. Thank you for yeah, telling it. That was a really good story, Kelly. I liked Kelly. it. I liked it. It was great. Let's move on to things that don't suck. <laughs> things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part was when you were talking about my birthday. Oh, let's talk about your birthday. <laughs> That's my thing that doesn't suck, because that is almost my birthday. Yay. Yay. How old are you going to be? Do you want to tell None everybody? None of your business. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to be 37. That's wow. pretty cool. It's only cool to the point where then I realize I'm going to be 47 yep. this year, but gross. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, hey, hey. <laughs> What's your thing that doesn't suck, well, James? Are you know. done, Kelly? Was that it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's almost Happy my birthday. birthday. Yay, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. As weird as it sounds, it's probably, probably this, just hanging out with Aww. you guys talking. <laughs> I mean, like, we, I didn't hear about all that gross stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> hey, I could have had a much worse story. And if your partner had been telling the story, it would have been much worse. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah. Well, maybe not for you. It may not have been like medically worse, but you always tell the darker stories. Don't look at me like that. You always I tell don't. Like, serial like killers that. and murders. And I always tell like hippie gatherings. I also, though, told the story Alaska. about ARGs. You did. That was <laughs> no, great. You're right. And you I mean did like a whole Troy? Podcast. We, you and I did a whole or podcast Tron. about. Like Tron. I even ARGs. Said uh, yeah. You did the podcast about Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was going to say, we did the podcast about chicken and. and Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that was your podcast, that was yeah. though. That was your story. I think James lightens you up a little bit. And I then, think so. <laughs> no, and I then think you tell West Memphis 3. Get ready <laughs> for... Oh, yeah, you did go into that. Yeah, that Get was ready for, harsh. But I, I got some dark ones on the horizon. Oh, good. I'm looking <laughs> nice. forward to it. I like Dark Horizons. I mean, that's my life. <laughs> dark the, Horizons, the, the dark, name yeah. of our fourth band. Honestly, honestly, just hanging out doing, doing this. I, I've been just doing the same thing over and over for the, for the last uh, three weeks, so this has been nice. You know what, James? It's been fun. All of us have used the podcast as our happy thought at <laughs> yeah. one point in time, and cool. we're here every goddamn <laughs> episode. <laughs> so, no, that's great. I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm glad you were able to come. Me too. Yeah. All right, my happy thought. I'm going to go next. So my happy thought is that my cat fucking came back. Yeah. yeah. And my cat was not lost. She was just at the neighbor's house. She was having a good old sleepover. The kids, they loved her. 
They all had a good time. And she came she's home. Sleeping on the bed. And now every time when she's outside and she's getting ready to jump over the fence and I go, don't go into anybody else's house. She will stop and look at me and then walk into the garden. <laughs> like, I'm not going anywhere. What and are you talking about? She's going to end up in someone else's house. So she's planning on going to somebody else's house. That's my thought. Why are you laughing? <laughs> James was over there. He took my vape and he was blowing vape circles. But the fucking face <laughs> that he was making when he was Where? doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Is I'm that sorry. your happy thought? Uh, no, my happy thought, I feel like it's very fitting for the story that you told. You have uranium poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) My happy thought is I'm dying of radiation poisoning. No. uh, My happy thought is that the place that I am employed... uh, Does it make you liquid uranium? (laughs) My store just voted yes on unionizing. So we are officially a union store. And I'm very excited about that. At this point, now we're just doing negotiations. We're forming like a union. Your bargaining unit. Yeah. But it's exciting. That is cool. We won nine to one. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would have been that one. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry. Not a fan of unions. Yep. That's the topic for another time. I hope it works out for you. Bananas. Thanks. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, I, I don't, I just feel like I need to clarify. I'm not, not a fan of unions as a whole in terms of their importance in history. I'm just not <laughs> a fan of being in a modern union for a variety of reasons. Don't hate on me. Oh, you know what? Talk about onions. We'll talk about it off. How about we talk about onions? How do you feel about onions? I think they have layers. I don't like onions. I think they're gross. I like onions a lot. Like any way? No, no way. I know. Isn't that crazy? I like onions. I like like onion rings. I like onion rings. See, that's a way though. So you like onions. I like onion rings and I like caramelized onions. Okay. Mm, See? But only if they're caramelized. She likes onions. Like one way. No, I don't really like. Okay, onions. what is? What you are just all were of our, like, I don't like. That's just like my Stephen King argument. If you put argument. enough shit on onions, I will eat them. <laughs> yeah, but you're not supposed to just eat an onion like an apple. No, you so have to treat to it. No, yeah. I hate onions. Do you like what about like stri- like the little like stringy fried onions that you on, get like, on, like a burger some burgers or, something? or steaks? Yes, or like salads or something. If it's Funyuns. on a burger or a steak, but I wouldn't eat it. Well, no, yeah, it's because onions. It's, what about a funion? Is mom? not an onion. <laughs> it's onion flavor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the onion cast. <laughs> All right, what are, what are our things that we need to say? Send us an email of your favorite way to eat an onion. Is that That's what, what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. I stole it from you. I'm sorry. I once had a boyfriend who would eat onions like, like apples, and he knew I hated it, and he took a big bite out of an onion and then ate it and then just like breathed his breath into my glass of water that was sitting mm, on the table, nice. and I went over to <laughs> take onion a water. drink, and it was so disgustingly onion breath filled yeah. still, oh, even though he was like, I'm surprised you could even smell it because I did that like five minutes ago. It was gross. But if you would like to tell us your most horrific onion story, <laughs> you can reach us at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. You can comment on Facebook. You can reach us on Twitter. Steve Buscemi. Steve! Steve Buscemi 100% listens. Together. You oh, know, you, you don't know the whole joke? Mm, I don't know. He does. Oh, I don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen. I'm just on. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>